HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Cane Vineyard and Winery, a Napa Valley winery committed to respecting the soil and dedicated to the creation of three Cabernet blends. For more information, visit Cane5.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. And welcome to the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel. Very excited here today. Um, it's kind of appropriate that my theme music is by the band Cookies, uh, because we have one half of two cookie cookies, Michelle at Augustine. Uh, we have the latter. We have lovely Augustine sitting across yeah, from hi me. hi, guys. In his, his wonderful uh, orange apron. This is the official garb of your yeah, company. Yeah, that's really official because, yeah. guys, I'm a baker and also a pastry chef. Yeah. So this is the official orange apron from the banana farm. Yeah. The, we'll get to the banana farm because... Uh, that's really important. Yeah, right? see, because to have a cookie company and a banana farm, uh, you know, you don't think those two things would... Uh, <clears throat> Mashed together. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you weren't always a baker. I mean, you had a business mind or thought you did while um, I'm you know, like an school. entrepreneur. You yes. Know. Yes. But I mean, even before entrepreneur, you <clears throat> did bake. I mean, you and your grandmother would make uh, some wonderful tarts. Yeah. Tell exactly. me about yeah, that. <laughs> My mother doesn't, didn't know at all how to cook. So I learned um, the way to cook, and I love uh, and I learned how to really appreciate high quality natural food and the the pastry know how with the mother of my mother during summertime dans les Cévennes, south of France, in the middle of the kind of small mountains. So like every afternoon, we were cooking with my grandmother called Mamie, doing some amazing like uh, Saint-Tropez tarte and some like little petit carré. So this is how I learned to, to, to cook and to, to bake, actually. See, I feel like most Americans, they make <clears throat> chocolate chip cookie and, you know, box <clears throat> yellow cake mix. But, you know, you, you say... 
tart tropinier, which is tart tropezienne, yeah. which which is a very famous pastry. Uh, I think it had some association with uh, Brigitte Bardot. Exactly, yeah. Saint Tropez, this famous French village in the south of the French Riviera. I think it's funny too that this pastry has such legacy, but associated with, I believe, a bread baker. Yeah, actually, because after I, I, I after my studies, I, I started making like some usual business as as an employee, and I also set up a startup in the new technology. And in a point when we saw this first company, I just wanted to learn a, a real job, so something to do with my uh, ten fingers, two hands. So I just don't know why, just by chance, a little bit, I, I went down the baker shop down my house in in France, in Paris, and I just starting to help the guy every morning at four a.m. and just starting to love baking. So he told me, hey guys, you should pass your official French exam becoming a baker. So this is why I, I passed actually the exam four months after as an independent to be a, like a, a real baker. So my job here now, as the kids find the form at school, they say my dad is a baker. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so great that it's an officious title. Like you can actually be a baker in France and it be something merited. Yeah, I, I'm a baker. When you go out from a business school, you don't really have a job, and you're yeah. just like doing stuff, commercial marketing. It's not a job. So my job here now is speaking is being a baker, and Michel is my friend from college, and he's now a pastry chef. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're all pastry chefs. We'll we'll get to this company because <clears throat> Michelle at Augustine started um, actually via bread because you two had this fascination with um, bakeries in France and wrote what is pretty much like a Michelin guide to the best bakeries yeah, in the country. So, so we've done something kind of crazy. We were like, I was like a baker. I was like passionate of bread. And I wanted to, to give the clue to Parisian people to understand what is good and bad bread, how you make bread, how you bake, who are the famous bakeries in France. So we start with my friend Michel, uh, and we start doing something kind of crazy because he took us an entire year, and we visit 1,642, I think, uh, bakeries in Paris individually, and to test everything, and we wrote an amazing guide uh, with the 180 best bakeries in Paris and with like some kind of stars like the Michelin Guide for a restaurant. So it was a lot of fun, but like a very passionate uh, mission during one year. Yeah, but I mean, it shows how particular you are about baked goods. Uh, I mean, do you have a favorite bakery in Paris still? Do you, do you have one in New York yet? So, so yeah, actually, that's funny because yesterday I had, had a breakfast with one of my good friends called Eric Kaiser. And you know, Eric Kaiser now is very, very popular here in New York and he's got like nearly 10 bakeries now and the bread even here is really amazing so Eric Kaiser is very popular in France the bread is amazing and this guy has the, the knowledge to do like a lot of quantity because he's got more than 100 bakeries all around the world yeah. but the quality is still at the top yeah I think so, he just opened up in Brooklyn in I, downtown I, Brooklyn actually, I was at the opening yeah. uh, so I had breakfast yesterday in Brooklyn uh, near Borough Hall with uh, Eric yesterday morning and the bread is amazing but in Paris you also have a Dominique Sebon, very amazing uh, Place d'Enfer Rochereau. There's also Poilane, amazing bread Poilane, Le Grenier du Pain with amazing croissant. So there's a lot of, there's like more or less um, now 30, 30, 40 very amazing bakeries. So you knew what quality was. Was there that same kind of, kind of ranking system of, of 
cookies in Paris or crackers in Paris. No, we don't. Like par- p- bread is something very specific to French people. The baguette is one of the symbols of France all around the world. So we are like very specific, very technical on how to appreciate a good baguette, a good viennoiserie, a good pastries also. But uh, it's very specific to, 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 to the bread. Yeah. So... When you started your business, you, you were using friends' bakeries uh, on off days, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays when they were mm. closed. Uh, you yourself were yeah. baking sablés. Yeah, actually, we, even even before with Michel, we started my little kitchen of my small apartment in Paris in the 18 arrondissement borough near Montmartre. So just the, having the ideas to bring back amazing taste and high natural quality ingredients uh, in, in making cookies. And it's not really a business at the beginning it's just the idea to to live an amazing adventure sharing with my best friend from college michelle and just we have we think life is amazing i just want to share by baking amazing cookies this kind of energy that we have so it was in my kitchen at the beginning and we were doing door to door around my uh, my apartment in in paris things were doing pretty well so we moved to a bakery on the tuesday arnaud del montel very famous also rue des martyrs uh, so what we were baking on Tuesday was too small, so we move uh, even on Wednesday to another bakery place. We hire my little brother, who was a student at this time, and he's even his girlfriend, his wife now. So it's kind of a really crazy story at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is actually where the <coughs> banana farm comes into play. Because while you were <coughs> starting this small business, which now employs over 100 people, all which are either pastry chefs now or working to become. Exactly. There was this banana tree. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, we create like a complete unique universe. And and in my apartment in Paris, Michel was spending a lot of time with me, and he's got a banana tree in his uh, own apartment. So he said, "Hey, guy, we're spending so much time together. We don't. I don't even have the time to take care of my banana tree." So he brought it to my place. So we said, "Okay, guys, it's going to be the banana farm." So don't ask me why. It just came like that. And now it's our office in Paris, Lyon, but also now in like in Gowanus Canal. It's just where the tribe of Michel Augustin is working, but it's even more because we have this open uh, door of the banana farm in every thurs- Thursday of the month, more like in France, more in Paris, 1,000 people are just coming to say hi, testing some new recipe, bringing some new ideas. So we have this also a, a conference cycle with, with like sharing high quality moment with the superstars like in France, like Pierre Hermé, like Nicolas Sarkozy, our former president. So just kind of a strange place where a lot of things are going on about life, pastry, entrepreneur, and where our tribe is working. Well, it's it's wonderfully about <clears throat> community, and you know, I first found out about your product uh, while I was in Paris, and ah, cool, yeah, yeah. And, and I I love the packaging. I mean, it's so quirky, um, but aside from being quirky, it's just so jovial and fun, um, which I think doesn't associate with French pastry all the time. No, it's very you, serious French pastry. Yeah, and you like, have to know the history and <laughs> know the background and be able to explain that before you can, you know, order something sometimes. So to see something brought to this denominator that everyone can enjoy was, was so exhilarating. And then I flip it over and see that a banana farm's opening in the Gowanus Canal. I mean, again, I'm in Paris reading about the Gowanus Canal, which is blocks from my house. And I just had to follow up. <laughs> That's super yeah, yeah. Yes. And I said, this is way too kooky. 
And I got to meet one half of these two cookie cookies. I hope you're going to be in Paris to meet Michel. He's a completely amazing guy yeah. also. And it's just like and we have the chance to share this passion, this way we see life, this energy, this uh, this passion for pastry and quality. And we can share that on the social media. We have a huge fa- fan uh, Facebook page. So we, it's like a kind of a, we, we're building this story and this adventure with our tribe, of course, but with other people passionate about life, entrepreneur and taste. Baguettes. I mean, we were talking about bread before, but you somehow took this iconic figure of Paris and turned it into an even more iconic figure here in the U.S. by combining it with the cookie. Yeah, it's like an amazing shortbread uh, cookies, like but in the in the shape of a baguette with a, a touch of high quality chocolate, but like kind of hard. So it's the mix between the 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 the, the scramble. I don't know if it's scramble of the cookies and the and the hardness of the chocolate. It's an amazing product, and we're doing very well here. Yeah, I mean, who out of you and Michelle is the kooky one, and who's the business mind? Are you both actually <clears throat> kooky? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, it's hard to say. By ask the people who we're working with, but uh, I'm maybe more like creative, and I all have these kind of crazy ideas and concept uh, that flying around us, and we just want to to put them like for real. And Michelle is a bit more of the, more of the business, but the fact that we're working together since 10, 11 years now, he became a little bit cookie and I became maybe a little bit business. You yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait. Someday I will go to Paris and interview Michelle and we'll play these episodes yeah, back sure, to back. Cool. But right now we're going to take a quick break. You've been listening <clears throat> to The Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We'll be right back. This is Chris Howell from Cane Vineyard and Winery, calling in from Spring Mountain above the Napa Valley. Thank you for listening to this show. In our industrial world of highly processed food and wine, we support the values of Heritage Radio Network. All of us at Cane encourage you to seek out individuality and beauty in everything you eat and drink. To learn more about us, go to Cane5.com. This is Steven Soderbergh, and you're listening to the Heritage Radio Network. And welcome back to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here today with Augustine of Michelle at Augustine. And I've already asked you, why is your name last? Why, why didn't it go alphabetical? It's very simple, I think. It took us, uh, I, I don't really remember, to be honest, but it took us like five seconds. But just the, the it sounds better, sounds like... Yes, yeah, smooth, saying Michel et Augustin, then Augustin Michel. That's it. So just a question of uh, of sounds. Yeah, rolls off the... Yeah, well, but it's a, you know, it could be... A, it's it's a, What I like in my adventure and the job is that all everything is about details. Mm-hmm. So even the sonority of how you pronounce Michel et Augustin or Augustin Michel, maybe detail, but it changed everything. Well, I mean, details 
an ingredients to <clears throat> the French flowers that you use, the specific chocolates. Mm. Um, over in France, you also sell a whole bunch of different, you know, dairy, milk and yeah, yeah dairy <clears throat> products too. Uh, how how I mean, how important are the core of these ingredients? It's it's you know the clue. <clears throat> In France, we have the chance to be like very populous, like becoming like more like rock star in the entrepreneur pastry sector. But people like the brand is very famous. The brand is studied all around business school in France. So we have we have a lot of we're very lucky. But the fact is, you buy one time for the brand, and because you heard about the story, but you only question first: the, Are you going to rebuy or not? Are you allowed the food experience that we want to share with you? So. The fact is we need absolutely high-quality ingredients because when you have high-quality ingredients, the, the product at the, at the end is good. So the, our products are really expensive regarding the market, but this is the cost to have good food. Well, it's an experience to having it. It's <coughs> kind of like saying that you went to Poilan and had that baguette. You know, you go to uh, a Starbucks and you see their cookie versus yours there. You get to tell someone and, you know, um, have that story of like, I got to have Michelle at Augustine. Yeah, yeah the, the, with Starbucks, we have the chance now to be national at Starbucks all around the U.S. So it's a great opportunity for us. And the, I love Starbucks. I was a huge fan even before working with them, for sure. I read all the books. And so I, I love Howard Schultz. So the, 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 the story of Starbucks being entrepreneur is really amazing. And what is really funny is that Antoine is actually the founder of Michel Gustin Inc. in the U.S. He's 30 years old. He came one year ago. And as entrepreneur, he, he arrived with a suitcase and said, guys, I've got no office, no clients, no recipes. So he just ordered some recipe. So we shipped them from France by boat. They arrived and said, guys, I have to sell them now. So he was doing <laughs> door-to-door around Brooklyn and Manhattan. Now we have 500 stores carrying our products here in New York area. And one day, he received a call. It was on Thursday in June, 6 p.m. <laughs> it was the pee of someone like kind of really important Starbucks headquarters in Seattle and said, guys, I just saw your products in a store in Manhattan. I, I, I want more samples. So I called back the store. They were out of stock. So, hey, guys, can you send us some samples here at Seattle for next Monday? We have kind of committee degustation session. So Antoine's kind of surprised, and he gave me a call. I was in Paris at this time, and said, guys, okay, we're going to ship by DHL and, like, uh, uh, urgent uh, staff. So we, we figured the price was 1,500 euros to deliver that express to Seattle from Paris. And I said, guys, it's costing a lot. So why don't we just offer this money to to two of our people to spend a weekend at Seattle. So Charlotte and Hassan flew uh, to Seattle to bring the sample to the headquarters of Starbucks. And they make kind of a little show. It was a very funny show, live show, because it was like on YouTube and Facebook, like live. And Howard Schultz, the wife of Howard Schultz, heard about the story. And a lot of people in France say, hey, guys, we want to help you to meet Howard Schultz. So they arrived, and they actually had a meeting with Howard Schultz. So Howard Schultz, I think, yeah, he loved the brand, the product, the story, being French entrepreneur. So he announced the next day that the with Mesh Gelman that the, the, the cookies were going to be uh, sold available in Starbucks, New York, London, and Paris. And from 25 stores in at Starbucks in this summer, it became to 415 in Indianapolis, Philadelphia, and New York. And now it's uh, 7,000. So we're quite happy. That's amazing. 7,000 yeah. <coughs> Starbucks. Yeah, so, so we're very lucky. It's a huge opportunity for, no, for us to share our passion and to share this French pastry know-how. 
Yeah, I want to I want to throw out some numbers <clears throat> because you were talking about this open house you have uh, the first Thursday of every month. About a thousand people come on that factory tour. Yeah, exactly. In Paris, so we started next month in New York and in, in, in Gowanus Canal. Yeah. So I think we at the beginning is going to be David, me, and Antoine. We're going to be three, and every month it's going to be a little bit more. Yeah, because it's kind of like Willy <clears throat> Wonka, the openness and being able to you know tour a factory and see all these things. But then I keep on going back to the Girl Scout thing because you guys were literally selling these things door to door. I mean, how important is being open and having a community built around your brand? I, I, I don't know. You know, we do what we feel, and, and this adventure is exactly the reflect of who we are. So we don't act because it's cool or because we have to do it. We just act as a community because I think life, we, the, the most important thing in life is to share it, you know. If we choose Michelle and I to set up this adventure at the beginning as a friend, it's because the value of the friendship is the heart of our adventure. Life, living alone, is kind of really sad. So I think life should be shared. So this is why we're really open to who's got interest in what we're doing. So we we co-building this adventure. We co-living this cookie adventure with who wants to live with us this adventure yeah I, so it's very you know, very personal very natural you can like it you can do not like it but that's who we are i mean you have ambassadors you have this supersonic mission where you're trying to find people in every state to become in a sense mm. um part of the michelle and augustine family yeah that exactly and it's amazing we have a whatsapp uh, group with these supersonic ambassadors so crazy they're, they're so active they're just so happy to help us out so what best in life to help others so uh, we are only now 50 supersonic ambassadors but uh, the new idea that we had with charlotte and is to bring this community to to 7,000 so I think it's going to be 7,000 in the US but we can go also worldwide because our recipes are available in 21 countries all around the world so I really want to do something huge with this uh, supersonic mission yeah well, I mean you've already done something huge no I mean, no, no, no 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 you know, 10 very, years what 150 million cookies I mean that's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's um, not small yeah you know in France we're making 50 million dollars like in the market uh, 6 times smaller than the US so we're coming here we with a lot of humility because as we feel like what's happening outside the U.S. is kind of irrelevant for the American people. So we're just like a startup here. But in France, it's 50 million. We're 100. So in a market six times smaller than the U.S. So here, we I don't exactly know where we're going, but we like a lot of uh, ambition, humility, and a lot of passion to share what France can bring the best to the American market. Yeah, you're kind of like the French Ben and Jerry. I love Ben and Jerry. I discovered those guys when I was a teenager. I, I'm r- r- nearly eating their ice cream every day because I'm a huge fan of ice cream. <laughs> but uh, but we're not Jerry. I'm not Jerry. Michel is not Ben. We're French, and it's 30 or 40 years after. So we create our own story. Uh, we have our own feeling or our own values, but without Ben and Jerry, to tell you the truth, and that's for real, I would not have the idea of setting up the... Michel Augustin adventure. So without them, I would never have the idea to do it. But the, since the day we start, I don't pay any more attention to them because we're not Jerry. I'm not Jerry. It's not Ben, and we have our own story. Yeah, you you are certainly Augustine. 
Yeah, I'm August. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't sure when I first met you. I'm like, yeah. which one are you? Are yeah. you Michelle or Augustine? Uh, Aug- yeah. And you say Augustin. Augustin. Augustin, yeah. So we didn't mm. even talk about the cookies, which in and of itself are delicious. All the filled sablés that you do, all the little shortbread cookies, you know, the the, the cookie and chocolate uh, baguettes. What, what do you eat most of? I mean, because I know you have this line outside of the U.S. that's more than just mm. cookies and crackers, but... It's probably hard to have your product in the house and not be snacking. Yeah, yeah. All the actually, time. I, I'm not, I don't eat them anymore except for like expert degustation to to improve every day the recipe. Even my my kids now are complaining because I don't I don't bring enough cookies back to the <laughs> back home. I've, so what I love now it's petite baguette. I think it's an amazing product, and the I love the the the, the exactly the, the it's the good the good the good quantity of chocolate in the good quantity of shortbread. I love the shape. I love how to, you can dip dip it in the coffee, and I also love a lot the melting middle. Uh, you say magic middle here, uh, super cookies that we have. Uh, I love also you know this one our heat in France is this amazing supersonic recipe of chocolate mousse. Mm. And one of my dream is to bring chocolate mousse here to the U.S. market. This is something amazing. You can find a chocolate mousse at every menu in a restaurant for dessert. But if you go to like a retail, like a supermarket or like a deli or a coffee shop, you can't, it's impossible to find a chocolate mousse. So no, we, we have pudding. Yeah, you, yeah. You have, you have, yeah, I know you have chocolate pudding, yeah. but this is not chocolate mousse. What a sad word to have. You have mousse and we have pudding. Yeah, but no, no. but pudding is not bad. Pudding is just another product. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe we, maybe we, we, we may, we may, it's a, it's a project. We may build our own factory to produce locally our chocolate mousse here in Brooklyn because maybe there's a huge potential. But before that, we're launching a crackers range. For appetizer, the first of June, all around New York. So we're doing step by step, but we have actually more than 120 recipes in France and all around the country. Fouillettes apéritifs, petit apéritif. Okay. Yeah, so sablé apéritif. Sablé with aper- I'm, I'm practicing my yeah, French. Yeah, Beaufort. Yeah. Oh, Beaufort. It's an amazing French cheese from the Alpes called le Beaufort. It's our heat in France, so I'll bring. I'm going to bring this product uh, to the U.S. Uh, in June. Yeah. Are you exporting anything from the U.S. back to France? I mean, being here for mm. about a year, has have you found anything that you said, I think this actually will, will yeah, do well? Yeah, I have. A, I have a, because one of my, my mission also as a supersonic mission is to to identify which concept that product we can brought back to the, to the European market. And there's one. Actually, there's two. I spotted. And, uh, I'll tell you later on the <laughs> next day, but it's two. Two product amazing for me, like a really big innovation that we don't still have in, in Europe. So we're working on it. I can't wait to keep on watching this story grow because, I mean, you are a very young company in, in the spectrum of the companies that you uh, idealize, like Ben & Jerry's, maybe even like Nantucket Nectars. Yes. I feel like there's this sect of or this kind of company that ingratiates themselves and builds a community out of it and interacts with that community the way that you guys do. Yeah, actually, I, I really think that so I love all this brand, all this recipe. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I really think that the, the, the tribe of 100 people, women and men that are building with us and the community, it's really something deep that we have inside us. And it's something really true, authentic. 
So we are really like a startup here, but I think we can make something really huge. We'll see. And if you happen to be in Paris on a Thursday, the first of the month, they can stop by the banana farm yeah, and see e you there. Exactly. They can stop yeah. whenever they want. And soon enough in Gowanus Canal here yeah, in Brooklyn the, as the well. The first, we're moving actually next Saturday, and the first open door is going to be in March, the 4th of, I think it's 4th, the 3rd, the 3th of March. The well, I will be there. Cool, I hope so. All, 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 all Brooklyn people are welcome. Yeah, and how can someone join this supersonic mission? Say if they want to be a Michelle and Augustine ambassador. Just follow on Facebook, Michelle Augustine page, on Twitter, on the website. That everything is, is uh, written on, on, on how you can apply. But now it's only 50, and we're going to open more for New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Excellent. Well, next time you have a hankering for a cookie... Uh, find seek out michelle and augustine soon to be available in a lot more starbucks yeah, well, yeah we have a very good deal uh, with retailers coming on i was phoenix i was boston was washington so things are doing pretty well excellent well i'm very happy and thanks a lot I'm we need ask. your help guys and huh? we're from france it's a very hard <laughs> country you, things are doing very bad in france it's amazing with we're doing so bad so crazy stuff going down there and we need We, we need American support. Yeah, yeah. We, we will absolutely be there as long as you're making the products that you make. Yeah, cool. And, uh, <laughs> I, I am happy to be a supporter. Thank Thanks, you so Michael. much for being on. Bye-bye. And thank you, Michelle, wherever you are. I will find you in Paris someday. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so you've been listening to the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Terkel. Hoping to have you back here next Tuesday at 3. Big thanks to Kane Vineyards, Music by Cookies, and Jack, our engineer. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.